Dragon Slayer Audio. Good evening. This is Bill Oberst Jr., and welcome to the Moonlit Library. Speak of the devil, and the devil doth appear. You believe it? Devil, I mean. Why don't you leave me a voice message and let me know? There's a new voice message link in your show notes there. If you don't see them on your player, you can leave the message at speakpipe.com slash Bill Oberst Jr. I'd be very interested to hear your voice on the matter. Speak of the devil. Now, I must confess that I am not a neutral observer in these things. There's a whole section of the library back there I call the Devil's Triangle. You're talking to a man who keeps a printout of the Roman rite of exorcism in his carry-on. I cast you out, unclean spirit, and every satanic power, the enemy, every specter from hell, and all your companions, be gone and stay far from this creature of God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it is he who commands you, he who flung you headlong from the heights of heaven into the depths of hell, he who commands you, he who stilled the sea and the wind and the storm, be gone, you enemy of the faith, you foe of the human race, you begetter of death, you robber of life, you corrupter of justice, you seducer of men, you betray of the nations, font of avarice, fermenter of discord and so forth. It pays to be prepared. And for those old 3 a.m. whisperings that we all have, I have the Vade Retro Satana memorized. You know, the 15th century peasant's prayer. The one that anyone could use to remind the dark prince who's the boss of him. Lux sacra, sit mihi lux, non drago, sit mihi tux, vade retro satana, num quam suade mihi vana sut mala que lipas ipse venida pipas. With apologies to Latin scholars. <laughs> Step back, Satan. You drink the poison yourself. So, tonight's selection both frightens and hearkens me. Why don't you take a seat there, in that old overstuffed leather chair in the corner. Let the beams of moonlight from the high window up there shine down on you. Just close your eyes. I'll read to you for a while. Just till you're drowsy. I have for you tonight an excerpt from a fine example of the conversation with El Diablo, genre of dark fiction. There's so many examples. Faust, Stephen Vincent Bonet's Devil and Daniel Webster, Stephen King's Man in the Black Suit, King's Needful Things, Bradbury's Something Wicked This Way Comes. You could fill a library wall with these dark imaginings of meetings with the dark one. You ever thought about it? walking along some dark road. Usually, of course, in these pieces, uh, the devil wants your eternal soul. But sometimes, and these are the conversations that scare the hell out of me, sometimes he wants your living soul right here, right now. 
A Scottish writer named Robert Louis Stevenson wrote the dialogue I'll do for you tonight. And if you like, you can read the whole story yourself. It's in the public domain. Just search for the story Markheim by Robert Louis Stevenson. The titular character is a young man, a poor boy who's been born into poverty and crime. He's been writhing there ever since. He sees no way out. We might call him a thug today. Markheim has gone from crime to crime and loss to loss until finally, now, he's killed a man. On Christmas Day, an antiques dealer who opened his shop to Markheim on the ruse of a last-minute Christmas gift and was bludgeoned to death for his trouble. And Markheim can't find the money. So he leaves the dead dealer downstairs and he rushes upstairs to the old man's rooms to find the money. He knows it must be there somewhere. The boy is scared to death because he's never killed before and he's in a mad rush because the maid of the house is left for a Christmas morning visit, but she'll be back soon. And when he can't find the money upstairs either, Markheim gives a cry of pure anguish and someone hears and answers. And that's where we'll peek in on the scene. Adapted from Robert Louis Stevenson's 1884 story, Markheim. Stevenson writes, Fear held Markheim as in a vice. A step was mounting the stair. A hand laid upon the knob, and the lock clicked. The door opened. Did you call me? The visitor entered the room and closed the door behind him. Markheim gazed with all his eyes. Perhaps there was a film upon his sight, but the outlines of the figure before him seemed to change and waver, and at times he thought he knew him, and at times he thought he bore a likeness to himself. And always, always, like a lump of living terror, there lay in his bosom the conviction that the thing before him was not of this earth and not of God. You are looking for the money, I believe. Markheim, how do you know me? You have long been a favorite of mine, said the visitor. No, said Markheim, you you do not know me. I know you. I know you to the soul. What are you? I should warn you, said the visitor, that the maid has left earlier than usual, and she will soon be here. And if you be found in this house with her dead master downstairs, well, I need not describe to you the consequences. Hmm? You are the devil. What I may be cannot affect the help I propose to render you, my boy. It can said Markheim, it does. Be helped by you? Never. Not by you. I am not so hard a master, said the visitor. Try me. No. I will take nothing from your hands. If I were dying of thirst and it was your hand that put the pitcher to my lips, I should find the courage to refuse. Accept my help, Markheim. 
please yourself in life. Please yourself amply, as you have done. Spread your elbows at the board. Please yourself more amply. And when the night begins to fall, and the curtains to be drawn, I tell you for your greater comfort that I have no objection to a deathbed repentance. What? Of course, my child. In the end, you will find it easy to calm any quarrel with your conscience and to make your truckling peace with God. But the soul, I look upon these things from a different side. When the life is done, my interest falls. Go to heaven if you have lived to serve me here to sow tares in the wheat field as you do. That is more than enough. I am content and as you draw near to your deliverance, you can add but one act of service to me. To repent, to die smiling, and thus to lend boldness to my more timid followers. I came but just now from such a deathbed. The room was full of mourners, listening to the man's last words, and when I looked into that face... That face which had been set as a flint against mercy all his life, I found it smiling with hope in death. You would judge me, said Markheim, by my axe. But can you not look within me? If a creature such as you existed, I had supposed that you would be intelligent, that you would be a reader of the heart. And if you were... You would understand evil is hateful to me. I do what I would not do. I have been dragged by the wrist out of my mother's womb. I have been dragged by giants of poverty and circumstance. I care not in the least by what compulsion you may have been dragged, my boy, so long as you are dragged in my direction. But hark, time flies and the maid moves closer she is even now on the street, and with her every step homeward, it is as if the gallows itself was striding towards you. Shall I help you? I, who know all, shall I delay the maid? Shall I tell you where to find the money? For what price? I offer you the service for a Christmas gift. Because I am a murderer. <laughs> Murder is to me no special category. All sins are murder, even as all life is war. I behold your race like starving mariners on a raft, plucking crust out of the hands of famine and feeding on each other's lives. To my eyes... The lips that lie, the eyes that turn downward to avoid the sight of suffering, these drip no less visibly with human gore than the hands of a murderer such as you. Evil, for which I live, consists not in bad action, but in bad character. 
the bad heart is dear to me, not the bad act. It is not because you have killed that I offer you this favor. It is because you are mine. O oh, wretch, said Markheim, I will lay my heart open to you. This crime upon which you find me is my last. I have been driven to do that which is hateful to my soul. I have been a bond-slave to poverty, driven and scourged. But out of this blood I pluck the power and resolve to cast off my bonds. Hear me when I say that I see myself changed. These hands will henceforth be agents of good. Something comes over me out of the past, something of what I dreamed to the sound of the church organ, something of what I felt when I shed tears over noble books or talked as an innocent child with my mother. I see my new destination. With good lies my life. Not here. Not with this. Not with you. For the few years that you have been in this world, my boy, I have watched you steadily fall. Three years ago you would have blanched at a theft. A week ago you would have blanched at a murder. You fall, you fall, and are fallen. Is there any crime? Is there any cruelty? Is there any meanness from which you still recoil, speak truly? No, said Markheim in anguish of spirit. No, no, there is none. But I will change. You will not. And five years from now, I shall find you fallen yet further. Now, quickly, shall I delay the maid? Shall I show you the money, Markheim? And grace, cried Markheim. What of grace? Grace. Have you not tried it? Three years ago did I not see you on the platform of revival meetings, and was not your voice the loudest in the singing of the hymn? At this moment the sharp note of the doorbell rang through the house. The maid, the visitor cried. She has returned as I forewarned you, and there is now before you one more difficult passage, my boy. Her master, you must say, is ill. You are the doctor. You must let her in. An assured but rather serious countenance. No smiles, no overacting. And I promise you success. And once the girl is within and the door closed, the same bloody dexterity that has already rid you of the dealer will relieve you of this last danger in your path. Up, 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 my friend. This is the moment. Up and act. Markheim did not move. If I be condemned to evil acts, he said, there is still one door of freedom open to me. If my life be an ill thing, I can lay it down. Down, down, downward lies your way, cried the visitor, and nothing but death will stop you. Markheim steadily regarded the visitor, if my love of good is damned, he said, I still have my hatred of evil. Your life hangs trembling in the scale, said the visitor, and you must 
Act, act, act. Markheim slowly rose and moved to the door at which the stranger stood. Yes, yes. Content yourself with what you are, my child, for you will never change. The words of your part on this stage are irrevocably written down. The features of the visitor were beginning to change, but Markheim did not pause to watch. He opened the door, rushed past the shifting figure down, down, down the stairs as the bell broke out again and again and again in impatient clamor, past the shop with the candles still burned by the dead body, and opened the door to the street. Markheim confronted the maid upon the threshold with something like a smile. You had better go for the police, he said. I have killed your master. My goodness. Was the visitor devil or angel or was there even a visitor at all? Are these just conversations that we have with ourselves, standing before dark mirrors in the night? Should we have them at all, or should we cry, Vate retro satana, num quam suade mihi vana, sud malaki libas, ipse venida bifas? Let the holy cross be my light. Let not the dragon be my guide. Step back, Satan. Never tempt me with vain things. What you offer me is evil. You drink the poison yourself. Well, we'll leave these as questions to drift like silent shadows in the midst of our dreams. I'm tired now, and you're sleepy now. The books are all back on their shelves. The moonbeams are shining down, not from a high window in some lonely library, but from your own window, down, 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 upon you, lying in your place of rest. Thank you for the company. I needed it. <laughs> Sleep well. And remember, it's always midnight somewhere. And in someone's soul. Good night.